Welcome everyone. I'm Sue Barber, author, former IT director for a Fortune 500 company, turn executive coach, and this is the Visibility Factor podcast, where we explore how to raise your visibility and play bigger at work and in life. We'll explore key topics and welcome guests that help you shift your thinking about yourself so you can see new possibilities for your leadership. I'm on a mission to create a visibility movement for leaders to show their value and be seen for their true talent. Are you ready to take the next step towards a higher level of visibility for yourself? Let's go. The visibility factor is brought to you in part by the Choose Your Life Challenge. Do you feel like it's too late to do something new? You have a good life and your basic needs are met. You have a place to live, a job that provides enough, and friends and family to share it with. But it's all passing by so quickly, and it feels like you're running out of time to do the things you wanted to do. Join Danielle McCombs and Christy Allinger, co-hosts of the Opposite of Small Talk podcast, in a 30-day interactive experience that helps you to live a more intentional life. Through a combination of live sessions, video coaching, and digital social interaction, you will be guided through a series of ideas to explore your mindset and gain confidence to live the life you want. Sign up today by visiting theoppositeofsmalltalk.com forward slash challenge. Use promo code challenge4 for a 20% discount. That's theoppositeofsmalltalk.com forward slash challenge and promo code challenge4. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Visibility Factor podcast. This is Sue Barber, your host. Today, we are going to continue on our conversation around communication. If you didn't get a chance to listen to episode 41, that is where I wanted to really talk to you about communicating with impact. And there were some things in there that I mentioned around helping to open up communication when things are struggle or when things are stressful. And one of the things that I talked about in there was creating agreements versus expectations. I really wanted to spend a little more time on that. So I'm going to devote this podcast to talking about how to do that in a better way and how to make it really effective and productive for you and your team. When I thought about this, I also thought about how come this is happening, right? How come there's so many challenges, so many issues? And I looked up some statistics and I wanted to share those with you too. So You know, if you think about the world we live in, everybody has expectations of us. We have expectations of other people. And some of those we know and voice and others we don't. They're just in our heads. We never talk about them. There's also the things that people think we should do and the things that they would do. uh, But that doesn't mean we have to do them. And so there's all of this should stuff happening and assumptions happening. We're not mind readers. So how are we going to know if someone doesn't tell us? People are operating with their own set of beliefs, experience, and assumptions every day, and that's how they see the world. But they don't always think about the fact that the other person they're talking to is also operating with a different set of beliefs, experiences, and assumptions. So that's why we have a lot of challenges, I think, in communication. We're not really talking about the world we're operating from or why this is confusing for us or why I thought this was happening. We just make assumptions, and then we don't talk about it. And then there's confusion, and then we have other issues to deal with on the back end. So if we could just open up and start talking about it in a better way, I think it would help us alleviate some of those challenges. Just this week alone, I have had multiple conversations on communication, not only in speaking to other companies, but also with some clients, things that are not working as well as they could be. 
people who are making assumptions or not listening, or maybe even hearing what they want to hear versus what was actually said. You know, I, I always use the example when I'm teaching and training people is you can all be in a room, all 10 of you can be in a room. And if I asked you after that meeting, what you took away from that, each one of you would have a different takeaway. Isn't that fascinating? Everybody's in the same room hearing the same information, but everyone will have a different interpretation of that information based on their own experiences, beliefs, and assumptions. So the more clear we can be, the less muddy it will be when we walk out of the room, everybody will have the same understanding. A lot of times what I used to do with my team is I would say at the end, okay, let's all align on what we just agreed on and make sure that everybody's on the same page. Because I wanted to replay back what I understood and make sure that they were all on the same page. Because if we didn't do that and I walked out with one understanding and they walked out with a different set of understandings, we're all talking to different people. So we're going to pass that message along. It's like the telephone game. The wrong message will be sent to these people and they won't understand what I really wanted them to hear. So think about that for yourself when you're in a meeting that might be just a tip that you can do to just double check what everybody's understanding is before you leave the meeting. If you listen to episode 41 that I mentioned earlier, that episode was about talking about ways to open up communication. And in the creating agreements and expectations piece of that, I wanted people to understand that it's easier than you think. I think people have this place where they don't really understand what that means. They don't understand what creating an agreement means. They don't even think about their own expectations. They just operate from this place of, well, you should just do it because I asked you to. So I wanted to share some more with you today on agreements versus expectations, which I'll get to in a second. But before I do, let's talk about some statistics on communication and why it is so important to stop living in this place of expectations and assumptions. So do you know that 86% of employees and executives blame the lack of effective collaboration and communication as the leading cause for errors in the workplace? 86%. That's an, a huge, unbelievable number to me that there are that many places where we don't have effective collaboration and communication. I don't even want to think about how many exponential errors that means in a company. So where are things not being said or clear enough? Are we trying to be too nice and avoid conflict? Conflict is not a bad thing, everybody. It's not a bad thing. It's simply challenging what is happening and trying to make it better. How can that be a bad thing? Approaching it in the right way and having a conversation that is healthy, but not harsh, will go a long way in addressing these kinds of issues. I have a list of top reasons why communication doesn't happen in the workplace, and I wanted to share those with you. And for you to just sit back and listen to these and be honest with yourself, are any of these things happening for you? So you want to avoid conflict or appearing negative so you don't say anything. You may be introverted or shy or have imposter syndrome. The people above you are higher than you in the organization, obviously, and so you put them on a pedestal and assume that they must be right. You've heard that the person you need to meet with is hard to talk to, so you don't even try. You don't believe it's going to make a difference. If you have this conversation, you just don't believe anything's going to change. You may not want to risk your reputation or your personal brand by sticking your neck out and sharing an idea or a thought or a recommendation that's different than you think others would like. You use back-channeling instead of addressing those issues publicly. So back-channeling is where, let's say you're all in a meeting and you're having a conversation and you don't agree. But instead of raising your voice in that meeting and saying, hey, I'm not seeing this as the right way to do things, 
what you'll do is you'll leave the meeting and you'll go have five different conversations with people that you think need to hear what you have to say. Is that productive? Imagine the amount of time you're spending back-channeling versus having the conversation in the room. So the sooner we can get to a place where people understand how to have simple, understandable, direct, clear communication, it saves us all in the long run. And the last one is you may have tried a conversation like this before and it didn't work, so you expect the same result. What if that person's changed? What if they are different now? You can't expect the same result every time. Maybe you need to change something in how you shared it with them. So these are just some things to think about for yourself and do a little bit of a reflection and understand for yourself if any of these things are happening for you. Teams who communicate effectively in the workplace may see as much as a 25% increase in their productivity. 25% increase. Can you imagine? Having clear communication and addressing issues up front is so much better than dealing with it later. There's so many opportunities to eliminate duplicate work or having to do rework or having to have 18 meetings when you could have just had one. I mean, just think about it for a second. If you have, let's say, 10 people in a meeting, how much is that costing the company in salary and benefits to have those 10 people sit in a room for even an hour? And if you're not doing things in the best way, that's just money out the door. And then if you don't do things in the best way and have the best communication, you're going to have to have five more meetings or 10 more meetings to get to an answer. So let's try to see what we can do to improve communication and it will ultimately save the company money, but it'll also save you a lot of time. You'll have time back to do things that you want to do instead of sitting in a meeting, going in circles, and not really getting anywhere. Soft Activity did a study in 2021 that said ineffective company communication causes workplace anxiety for 80% of U.S. employees. 80% of people are walking around with workplace anxiety because there isn't good communication. This means that when communication is improved, and you may be able to use technology to do that, people are going to be less stressed. Productivity will be improved drastically. So there's a thing that I have recently learned more about, which is trying to really think about the harmony that we're trying to maintain in an organization. I'm all about harmony. I I would love for people to be in a good place and to get along and all of that. But sometimes you need to make sure that you're not doing so much to keep harmony that you're not having good conversations. And that's sometimes what I think gets in the way is people are worried about people's feelings. And so they won't communicate something out that needs to be communicated. It's just information. It doesn't mean anything to anyone else except to provide facts that others will need to know. But I think we put a lot of concern for everyone's feelings and worry that they're going to get upset. If it's the right thing to do for the company, then you have to really look past some of that and understand that there are going to be decisions that a business has to make, and not everybody's going to agree with them. And it's about trying to do the right thing to move the business forward. And sometimes that means a different conversation needs to happen and move things forward past that. But it doesn't mean anything personally against that person. But I think sometimes we create those stories a little bit and make sure that everybody is so in harmony that we don't get anything done. We don't make good decisions. And so the word that I was looking for is artificial harmony is really what it's called. And it's allowing people to focus so much on that and not on getting the job done that we just 
spin. We just don't get anywhere because we're so worried about people's feelings. So there are a lot of technology opportunities out in the world now that didn't used to exist. So things like Slack or even instant messaging and different things like LinkedIn can help with communication. Um, A lot of people in certain companies are using Slack as like their only method of communicating. They're really trying to use that as opposed to doing emails. This direct method of communication lessens response waiting time. So you can quickly type out a message and answer something as opposed to maybe doing a meeting. It might separate important information from non-urgent information and allow you to move forward. So if someone's waiting for something, they don't have to wait that long. They don't have to wait to try to schedule a meeting. They can just get the answer that they need. So it makes it easier for people to manage their time because the average employee spends around five hours a week waiting for feedback or other critical information from someone else. So if this speeds up the process and it's something that your company can use or you can use, let's try it, right? See if it it can work for you. It is a little bit of a habit that you have to form where you're not sending an email automatically or not relying on a meeting automatically. You're actually trying to do something different, leveraging technology. So a lot of people are starting to use these platforms now. You're probably seeing a lot of people, especially remote people, are using like video calling, online conferencing kinds of systems like Zoom or Teams. Um, A lot of people are using those types of things where you can do instant message through there. And 43% of employees are now using these platforms often. So some of the companies that I'm doing work with, it's really a very efficient way to get things done. And I see them sending Teams messages and I think it's really helping to move things forward. Plus it creates a record of the information that you've shared. You don't have to go look in an email and try to find it in your email. It's right there in that Slack message that you had with that person. People spend 23% of their time engaged in business communication on in-person interactions. So if there's not enough time being spent on in-person communication, that can minimize some of the face-to-face interactions that need to be improved. So think about nonverbal communication. If you're not seeing someone, it's really hard to sometimes know how they're receiving information because you're looking for the cues on their face. You're looking to see, are they nodding their head? Are they agreeing with you? Are they smiling or are they looking upset? It, it can just help you understand whether or not your message is getting through. So the good thing is that technology can be helpful. The, the negative that you have to be aware of is that sometimes you have to sometimes read between the lines and make sure that the right tone is being used. Um, you can't assume tone in an instant message. Um, somebody may have written the best thing, but maybe they're angry about it. And you have to sometimes dig in a little bit and understand that. So that's the only thing you have to watch out for when it's not a face-to-face interaction. And whether that's an email or an instant message, um, you have to sometimes just double check and make sure that you're not misinterpreting the information. Because if you think about it, 93% of effective communication is nonverbal. 93%. (laughs) The spoken word is only 7%. So I think that number has probably grown over time because of the technology that we've put into place People are sending text messages on their phone. They're doing things that make it easier and faster for them, but it's not necessarily giving all of the information that you would get with the spoken word. But 7% is such a low number if you think about it. Poor communication is responsible for 70% of corporate errors. So again, these numbers are crazy. This is an enormous amount of errors that are happening in a workplace. And is anyone paying attention to this? Is anyone doing anything different? 
Are you seeing it yourself in your workplace? What are you doing to really make a difference and change something? So these statistics show how critical effective communications are. And we just have to check in on ourselves and say, are we really listening? Or are we just trying to get our own point across? Are we being clear and listening to other people's input? Or are we already making assumptions based on what we know? I wanted to share a quote with you by Saul Alinsky. Communication with others takes place when they understand what you're trying to get across to them. If they don't understand, then you are not communicating regardless of your words, pictures, or anything else. People only understand things in terms of their experience. I love that quote because it just really helps to ground people into thinking about their own experiences versus other people's. And that's part of what I really wanted to record this podcast on this topic for, because clarity is so important. So let's go into the actual process that you can follow to create an agreement with someone. And hopefully it gives you the step-by-step approach that you can take and see that it can just be helpful for you to think about the conversations and the outcomes that you want in a different way. So let's get started. So a quick example is when I would talk to someone when I was in IT and I would talk to someone in supply chain, I would try to create conversations around a supply chain example, or I would use language that was about things that they would understand in supply chain language. And not everybody can do that. I had a background in supply chain. But think about it from the other person's experience. Where are they coming from? What's important to them? What do they value? And how can they hear it? That's the goal. How can they hear the information? So here's a way for you to think about how to walk through creating an agreement with someone. Be specific. Use a date and time of when you want this outcome to be done. What should be included and excluded. Give as much information as you can. Be clear. Include an outcome. If you don't tell them how, you don't want to tell them how to do it, but what outcome you want is important so they understand where they're trying to get to. So all you're doing is giving them the outcome, when you want it, all of that kind of stuff, but they get to figure out how to do it. Ask if anything is going to get in their way to complete this assignment. Are they going to make the date? Do they have some other priorities? If there are, let's talk about them. Let's try to figure out if there's a different way to do it. Ask if they have any questions. It helps you know that they know what to do, and it helps you understand if you forgot to tell them anything. And then ask them what they will do if they don't think that they're going to make that date or with the agreed-upon scope. Maybe they couldn't get all the information together in time. What do you want them to do? Do you want them to call you, email you in advance, not on the day that it's due? You get to make that agreement with them at that point in time. And if for whatever reason something doesn't happen and it doesn't, you know, get delivered on the day that it's supposed to and they called you and made that, you know, clear to you that it's not going to happen, then set a new agreement. Okay, so you didn't get it to me today. Can you get it to me by Monday at 5? Is that doable? Just set a new agreement. So this is the goal to, to make communication clear and specific and not kind of... Mm, filled with assumptions and and things that are not clear to the other person because they are trying to do their best. They're trying to do what you want them to do and they don't know what that is if you're not clear with them. And I get sometimes it's not always clear for you what it should always look like, but don't be afraid to say that. Say, here's the outcome I'm, I'm trying to get to. I don't know all the things that maybe should be included. That's what I would love for you to research. Don't be afraid to share that. You don't have to have all the answers and know everything. Use the the conversation to, to share that with them so that they can maybe come up with ideas and know that you're okay with it. 
I hope this is helpful. I hope this gives you a way to have a framework to follow, to really be able to set agreements instead of operating an expectation. I think it's going to help you really be much more clear and concise and focused on the things that you want from your team. So let's go into the Rise Up and Be Visible quick tips. I would like to invite you to try this process of setting an agreement with someone, and that can be someone personally or professionally. But think about what you want to have done. So I'll use an example with kids. You can even say, you know, I really want you to clean up your room. And of course, the child's going to say, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And so you're going to have to have a stronger conversation around that. So let's sit down and talk about this. I would like you to clean your room by tomorrow evening before bed. Can you do that? And what you're trying to do is to get them to really commit, right? To commit their word that they're going to do this. Because when people agree to do things and they commit their word that they're going to do it, they're obviously much more likely to do it. But if you just say, hey, clean your room, and they say, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, and don't do it, then who's mad? You're mad, you're upset, and they've moved on to the next thing. So finding ways to have these agreements, even with your kids as a starting point, or your significant other, or someone on your team, just start small, just try it out, and see what works for you, what doesn't work for you. Use the language that works for you. You don't have to use my language necessarily, um, but I always use play it back for me just because I think it's an easy way for someone to understand that I want to hear what I've shared with them and then they can tell me whether they heard the same thing I said. And if not, if there's a misinterpretation somewhere, then we can clear it up. It's much cleaner. It's much clearer for them. They know what to do and when to do it by. And then I don't have to worry about it. Right? I know that they've understood and they're going to do it and they've given me their word. We set an agreement that they're going to do it. So this can be a game changer for anybody in any leadership position, any parent who's trying to get things done or anybody who's in a relationship where people just seem to not necessarily do what they say they're going to do. You'll get more comfortable with this. I don't want it to make it sound like it has to be very formal. You can use language that is very much you and authentic to you and in a way that really conveys who you are and your style. But I would love to know if you're trying this out. Um, Please feel free to send me an email, uh, connect with me on LinkedIn, let me know how it's working for you because this has really been so impactful for me to be able to do it myself. And I've shared this with all my clients to do. So I hope it helps you as well. So I wanted to just tell everyone that I am so, so grateful for everyone who has reached out and who has been listening to the podcast and and just sharing your feedback and what it's doing to help you see things different way around visibility. I really hope that you all have the most amazing holidays with your family and friends and be safe and uh, really rest and relax during this time. It's a great time to recharge and to reconnect with people. So I hope you take advantage of it. This is the Visibility Factor Podcast. Thanks so much for joining and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks so much for listening to the Visibility Factor Podcast. Remember that visibility starts with small steps that are intentional and consistent each day. Be bold, be visible, be the leader you were meant to be. Find us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all of our social media platforms, which are highlighted in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Visibility Factor Podcast.